right, so this is DJ Katsanova. And again, I'm doing an overseas, over-the-phone interview. This time, I'm doing one with Mons V. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Good to, uh, good to be here. Appreciate it. Even though you're in New York and I'm in Cuba. <laughs> right, right. Well, we, we got the East Coast connection, so. Yes, because I'm from New York. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm from Harlem. Uh, I just moved to California only three years ago. Okay, now now I understand the accent. Where where do you live in New York? <laughs> I live uh, in Alphabet City now. Uh, is that Lower Manhattan, like LES? Yeah, ju- it's um, it's right above. Uh, it's like East Village, like uh, between Fourth and Fifth. Oh, okay. well, now I'm giving out people my actual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. Like, yeah, my yeah. building number is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were you born and raised in New York? No, I'm born and raised in Miami. Actually, that's, oh, that's nice. why I thought you were. When I thought you were Cuban, I figured, oh, maybe you're from Miami. But oh, okay. How'd you end up in New York? I uh, I studied writing up here at Columbia. Oh, n- oh, nice. Yeah, so I was up near Harlem, actually. Yeah, it's like not too far from me. How do you like it compared to uh, Miami? You know, I love New York. <laughs> as uh, cliche as that may be, it's been almost seven years. I don't know. I I never get bored. So that's very true. That's all I can really ask for. I can't say the same about Miami. I'm kind of not of a fan. I don't know. That's a little much for me. No, I, I hear you. I mean, Miami's not for everybody. I think for people who aren't from there, a lot of times they're more excited by it than, you know, people that grow up there. So. Yes. Same for New Yorkers. Like when people are like, oh, New York. I'm like, meh. Right. How's the Bay been? I love the Bay. The Bay, like, once I moved there, I was like, yeah, this is home. This is where I need to be. Wow. Wow. It's pretty much like New York, but just like a slower pace, which is why I like it, because it's a lot of things happening and going on in New York at one time, and it can get a little overwhelming. So moving to the Bay was just like decompressing a little bit. It was like, ah, this is much more my vibe. I just watched... um Last Black Man in San Francisco. Have yes. you seen that yet? Yes, it's a that is a great movie. Sad and great at the same time. Yeah. Did did that was that a good representation of oh, the city? Yes, very much so. Very much so. And like even though I've only been there for the past three years, I can see the gentrification. Because I live in Oakland, but I go to school and I work in San Francisco. And in just that short time frame, I'm like, this is kind of ridiculous how speedily the gentrification in that neighborhoods had like moved right. through. It's really crazy, right. actually. Because everybody's leaving San Fran, I would assume, right? Because it's just so damn expensive. And they're all coming to Oakland, and Oakland's being gentrified. So, like, not right. too long ago, I went to go look at a house, and I was like, oh, it's like an open house. I was like, oh, let me go look at it. And this is in West Oakland, which is pretty much like the Brownsville of Brooklyn, so like the not-so-good okay. neighborhood. And the house okay. was up for sale for 893000 I was like, you've got to be fucking shitting me. Oh, dude. That same house in five years is going to be like 1.5 mil or something. Which is so. crazy. That that just like blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. If only we had the money to invest. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think interest rates are at like close to zero right now, too. Like, yeah. wild time for real estate. Seriously, this is like the Great Depression that we're living in. I don't know. I don't even know what the future holds, honestly. But hope we get out of this okay. Yeah. Seriously. So, what's your real name? Uh, my name is Matthew Hershoff. Uh, how did you come up with the name Mons V? Um, it's from the Latin Mons Veneris, which is a reference to uh, what, what makes females unique from males. Let's put it that way. Hmm. And what made you decide on that? Or did you have uh, 
another name in mind before you came up with that one? Um, I mean, I considered just going by my name. I was told that it was not a good name. <laughs> what, Matthew? Uh, Matthew Hershoff, like <laughs> doesn't doesn't have uh, doesn't have that ring to it. Um, I don't know. I've always liked bands, and bands usually have names. So I figured, okay, come up with a name, and uh, that's what I came up with. So is Monsby a solo project, or are you uh, a part of a band? Um, it's a solo project. I've had a rotating cast of members to play live with me over the years. Um, there was a period where I had a more set band for a while, but I've always been uh, pretty much the only songwriter, and uh, you know, I, I do my recording myself for the most part. Do you do bedroom pops, or do you record it? Uh, you have a studio, or do you do it in your bedroom? I generally do it at home. I have recorded in studios before, but yeah, I uh, I would definitely say uh, people would consider the project bedroom pop. I, I think um, up to this point. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, I like bedroom pop. I like just the name and the fact that like you could be like right now if you could see my setup, I'm literally in my bedroom or my living quarters and just have my equipment out and recording. One hundred percent. I mean, people get frustrated with that label for some reason. I'm not sure why i think that we just have a tendency to hate things that we really like yeah i can see that human nature you know what i mean it's like uh you know in 10 years they're gonna be making uh little documentaries about the the bedroom pop scene and all the people that were in the bed you know what i mean the same way they do with with punk you know what i mean so it's like so that means take a whole bunch of videos while you're recording because then they could use it for footage yeah (laughs) It, it's you know th- this is the grassroots movement of music right now or it's just the the like the democratized version of music so why 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 should we be ashamed of that like it's it's the version of music that people are making right now that everybody can make it's our folk mm-hmm. whatever you know so i think that's pretty cool yeah i think so as well and then it makes you guys stand out as well because it's not something that everybody is doing. Maybe in the in the future it will be because it's so easily accessible to do from home. But as of right now, you guys are the face of bedroom pop. Right, and it's it's interesting because you know just like anything else, at at some point, you know, bedroom pop I think has already become a genre mm-hmm. instead of a subgenre indicating. Yeah, instead of indicating like you made this at home and it is unique to you because you, you know, didn't use the same stuff that everybody else may be using or whatever. It's just now it's already become commodified. And it's like, do you have a chorus pedal on your guitar? Do you have like a lo-fi sound on your voice? Okay. Now you're bedroom pop. You know what I mean? (laughs) You could go do that in a studio. You could do that in a million dollar studio. And now you're bedroom pop. You know, you could go on Spotify. You have bedroom pop playlist you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it only takes a little while for the for for uh, the machinery to catch up and and start um commodifying things and i think it already done that very true So I meant to ask you, what happened to the song that you had on Spotify that was taken down? Was it your decision or like, are you on a label and had like copyright issues? 
I, uh, it was my decision. I mean, I, I released everything myself at this point. And uh, I don't know. I just felt like it's still out there. You know, it's still on um, YouTube if you want to find it or, or something like that. But uh, there was a moment there where I was experimenting, and I think it was an important thing for me to do. But um, I just uh, kind of took a left turn into electronic music, and, like, that's cool. But um, I looked at my catalog and looked at what Mons V is as a project so far and i wanted to be a little bit more concentrated in what i'm doing at least in the beginning oh okay yeah. which song was it um i can't remember the name of it i was trying to figure it out because once i saw that it was removed i took it out of the playlist i had a playlist that i did a few weeks back called headphones and chill and it was in there and i went to listen to it one day mm-hmm. and i'm like oh what happened and i think i wrote to you i was like oh what happened he's like oh yeah i took it down and i was like damn it <laughs> well it's either Night Drive, Slow, or Ask Me Anything. Slow. It was slow. Um, if you want, I can send you a copy of it. Yeah, oh, yeah, please. So then now you just released a three-song EP and a single, Why Would I Do That? Are they going to be mm-hmm. a part of an upcoming project, or it's going to be that's totally separate? The EP was its own thing. The single was something that I recorded a year, a year and a half ago, and I wasn't going to put it out, um, but then I revisited it and I made some changes that made it that I you know made me like it better. And um, you know, I figured we're we're in quarantine; people need stuff to uh, distract themselves from this situation. And you know, I needed a project to work on to distract myself from the situation, so I just worked on it for a little bit and put it out. I don't think it'll be part of like an album or anything. I, I am planning an album right now but uh it's like kind of a different vibe i would say than what i've been doing so far and with this quarantine time you got plenty of time to perfect the craft of this next album yeah yeah then this next album uh gonna be a big moment for me i feel and make sure you Um, put it on vinyl yeah yeah i hope to put it out with the label this time you know have some support do you ever consider incorporating uh music from your taiwanese background i don't really know much about uh, music from Taiwan to tell the truth I mean you know I've heard some traditional Chinese music in the past and even some pop stuff but you know I, I don't speak Chinese well enough to sing in it or anything like that it would be cool one day to sing in Chinese you know what I mean that that would be something I would be interested in doing but I'd have to have somebody help me do that do you know the band Sunset Roller Coaster? I do yeah they from, they're from Taiwan yeah, yeah, they're they're cool. They're cool. Yeah, I saw them at Tropicalia this past year. They were pretty dope. Oh, really? That's awesome. I didn't know that they came to the States. Yeah, cool. they came, and then they actually, their time got cut off, and they played, uh, uh, what is it, My Genji, until the, the end. Like, security had to come on stage and, like, physically pull them off. Oh, my God. It, it was so dope, though. Everybody was, like, shouting. Cause they was, even as they was coming off the stage, they was still playing. They cut the guitar and everything off, and they was still playing as they were walking off stage. That flight is crazy. From New York to Taiwan, the time difference is literally um, 12 hours, so halfway across the world. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So they was like, yeah, we're gonna, we, we came to play. We're going to play. Yeah, yeah. So when you first started doing music, who was your influences? Like, did you have family who played music or were musicians or friends? Well, I grew up playing music. I uh, grew up playing piano, uh, classical piano. I had an Asian mom who 
whipped me to play piano. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would have quit many, many a time if she didn't uh, fight with me a little bit about it. So there was that. And, um, but as far as like making music on my own, like writing music, I didn't really get into that until like late high school, even after high school, when I went to college, you know, none of my friends were like in bands or anything like that growing up. So it was kind of just like something I picked up on my own. What was the push to make you say like, all right, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do music. Part of it was realizing what I did not want to do. So I started school at Duke thinking I was going to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. I just did not go to class. Like I, I, I took like a electronic music class. They gave us access to a studio and I would just like stay there all night and didn't go to class at all and i kept thinking oh i'll just take the test you know i'll just i'll just like look at the material right before the test and take the test and i'm then i missed my first round test and then i was like oh i can make it up on the midterm and then i missed the midterms and then i just had to leave school you know so i dropped out to do music so besides classical yeah. piano what other instruments do you play mostly i play guitar now i write on guitar and i play bass and um guitar bass and i program drums for the most part but uh if i had a drum set i'd play it more often oh so you're pretty much a one-man band as many of the these bedroom pop <laughs> people sort of are these days on your spotify who are the top three people you're listening to right now is there a way to see that like an actual uh based off of the algorithm that spotify sends out like from 2019 when they send you the whole like you've been listening to this and xyz oh yeah let's see let's see if i can look up my unwrapped or whatever i do know that my the number one artist from the 2010s for me do you remember because they were doing the decade wrap up mm -hmm. was uh believe it or not playboy cardi <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard a playboy cardi song before really wow i mean it's not it's not for everybody there was a period where I was just listening to Dilit, like his second album, like nonstop. It's I don't even know how to explain it. it. To me, it's like modern day, like shoegaze. It's just like organized noise. You don't really have to listen to lyrics at all. It's just sounds and like candy, like so addicting. There, there's him. And then uh, who else am I listening to? I like this band Millie a lot. They're a new band. They're, um, I'm pretty sure they're out in L.A. Let me see. I'm going to look them up on YouTube right now. They seem like like L.A. sort of like scene kids, you know. Yeah, L.A. has the... Oh, yeah, I see them here. I look... You know the song Talking Secret? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah I'll look that up. I like um, Spirit of the Beehive a lot. It's a kid who um, I went to high school with. He um, is the main songwriter and singer of that band so i'm a little bit biased towards them but even without the bias they're fantastic and oh and i just listened to the new strokes album yesterday finally oh somebody and I, I loved it i thought it was so good i did an interview with uh an artist out of san antonio andrea rose and she's a huge stroke fan and she was telling me about it is that how you found me through Andrea Rose? Because I know her. No, I actually had you first, and I think she found me through you. Oh, that's funny. I keep in touch with Andrea. Yeah, she she wrote me and was like, "Hey, uh, I see you doing a thing. I'm like an artist," and I was like checking out her catalog. And I'm like, "Oh, you got some pretty good stuff." So we've been talking back and forth, and I was like, "Hey, if you want to do an interview," and she's like, "Hell yeah!" So I did it with her a few days ago. Yeah, she's cool. She she's cool. How, what's she up to? Making music. She just put out a new song. She pretty much nice. like remixed the song that she had out. 
Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take a listen to that later. So speaking of, like I saw yesterday, I was watching your uh, live feed with Team Blush, and you guys were oh, talking yeah. about <laughs> who are some artists in the future you would want to collaborate with. Huh. Oh, like are you not into um, collaborations? I'm not sure. You know, I, I it's a good question. I haven't really thought about that. Um, you know, I I have a feeling that it's, it'll be the kind of thing where I'm gonna hopefully meet songwriters who we've never heard of but who like write the best songs that like rihanna sings you know what i mean like mm-hmm. those types of like the, the 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 studio people you know what i mean because there's a whole culture of that songwriting you know where they may not have an artist career themselves per se but they're in the back room writing you know some of the biggest hits or whatever i would like to learn from some of those people whose job is to write songs. I think that's pretty cool. All right. Now, this is a off-from-music question. If you could choose one, would you A, change something from your past, or B, take a peek into your future five years? Change something from my past. <laughs> wow. Why would you change something from your past? I don't know. I just, I, I guess I have, I have faith in the future. I feel like the future is going to be good. That's a good response. And out of everybody I've interviewed, pretty much, I think only one other person besides you said that they would change the past. And maybe you could go back to Duke and finish classes and do music at the same time. <laughs> that would absolutely <laughs> not be what I would choose to do. I would avoid that at all costs. <laughs> so since yeah. you're into the like indie scene, this is another question I ask everybody because I feel like for me, at least, these two are like the faces of the indie scene. Mac DeMarco or Home Shake? Hmm, that's a funny, that's funny. Uh, Mac DeMarco. Yeah. Mac DeMarco? Yeah. I, I'm into um, just like iconic people, you know what I mean? Personalities that like change the status quo. And, um, you know, Home Shake's cool. I like it. I like his music and stuff like that. But he, the you know, Mac, Mac DeMarco... Yeah, Mac Mac DeMarco. There are there are like personality artists out there, right? Mm-hmm. Who who not only they not only do they bring their music or their films or their painting or whatever it is they're doing to to the world, they also bring a new personality, like a new type of person. And like Mac DeMarco is that, you know, he he brought a new character, and you can see it. People start dressing like him, they start ta- acting like him, you know. It, that's major influence. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> have you seen him perform? So I, admire, I admire that. I have many years ago at uh, Terminal 5. It was, it was good. All right. So now we're going to get into Would You Rather. So I got 10 cards laid out. So you'll pick three numbers. We'll start off with one number and then go on to the next. So give me a number between 1 and 10. 7. 7. All right. So <laughs> Would You Rather... Be able to erase people's memory or predi- predict their future. Predict the future. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, there's not even a question. It's like do something with somebody. I was like, oh, you said this, and like erase their memory and said, it's like, oh, I never said that. It's like, oh, okay. That's 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 some gaslighting stuff. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's very much gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. So one through ten, excluding seven. Uh, four. Four. Let's see. Would you rather blow your nose with sandpaper or use bubble wrap instead of toilet paper? Oh, uh, 
bubble wrap. At least it's like gentle. Yeah, exactly. Like that's you know? random question. All right, one more. One through ten, excluding four and seven. Three. Three. Let's see what we got. Oh, this is a good one. Would you rather be able to record your thoughts or your dreams while you slept? Dreams. Dreams? Yeah. For a second. Yeah, dreams, dreams. I'd be more interested in dreams. I was going to say, because you had a a song in mind. Like, sometimes maybe you would write a song and it doesn't quite come out how you want. If you recorded your thoughts, then the song would be recorded. That's true. Um, I'm sticking with dreams. (laughs) But in dreams, too, you could write a song in your dreams, and it may be, like, the dopest thing, and you could never, you know, repeat it. I think that if you could record your dreams, you would probably be, like, like off-rip one of the greatest artists of all time. Just because the dream world, anybody's dream world, is so much more interesting and untethered than the real world that if you could record that, you know, you're the next Dali. Well, that is all the questions that I have for you, sir. I appreciate you talking to me. I appreciate you reaching out, you know, all the way from Cuba. Yes, Cuba. sir. <laughs> and the next time, don't forget, uh, off uh, offline, you have to send me the slow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me, uh, when you're, when we're done here, just give me your email. Yes, or, sir. Or, I mean, if you don't mind having your email out, you can just tell me now. Oh, yeah. DJ Katsanova at Gmail. For anybody, gotcha. artists out there who hears this and you want to do an interview, email me. Gotcha. All right, well, I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much, Brandon. I appreciate it. All right, Matt. Thank you. member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.